Welcome to Emmanuel Christian Church, the house of Judah, the house at the gate. Please join us as we'll be listening to Apostle Vincent Luang, the head pastor of the Emmanuel Christian Churches. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you, Lord, today as we teach on finances kingdom way. Lord, we pray even today that you will open our eyes. You'll educate us, Father, that we may grow and that, Father, we may become mature in the knowledge of Jesus Christ. We thank you, Father, that you sent him, that through his life, Father, will succeed and prosper. I pray for each and every man, woman, and child seated in this place and those who hear us, Lord, through television, through streaming. Father, we pray in the name of Jesus that, Lord, you will touch their life that their life will never be the same. We receive your word in Jesus' name. Amen. Praise the Lord. So we are teaching on finances and the topic, the subtopic for this month, uh, we are looking at tithing. We are looking at tithing. And today we are talking about self-control and prosperity. Self-control and prosperity. But focusing on, on tithing. Can we go together to the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 6 and 8. Verse 6 to 8. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, uh, 6 to 8, it says wisdom, the subtopic on the Bible says wisdom of the spirit. So we are talking about the wisdom of God. Uh, and I read from verse 6, it says, Yet among the mature, we do impart wisdom, although it is not a wisdom of this age or of the ruler of this age who are doomed to pass away. But we impart a secret, a hidden wisdom of God, which God decreed before the ages for our glory. None of the rulers of, the, of this age understood this, for if they had, they will not have crucified the Lord of glory. So here the Bible gives us a very clear picture that there is a wisdom that is not the wisdom of this world. So I want to challenge you today that if you open your heart, you will receive the wisdom that is the wisdom of God. The Bible says, had Satan known that, uh, had they known the wisdom of God that was hidden in Jesus, Jesus will not have been crucified. In other words, Satan will know, this thing, God is tricking me. But the Bible says, yet among the mature, we do impart wisdom. Among those that are growing, that are maturing in the things of God, the things we teach, we are imparting wisdom. The things we teach, we are imparting wisdom. Wisdom, understanding, the knowledge of God, the might of God. But it says, it is not, although it is not the wisdom of this age, the wisdom that we give is not the wisdom of Babylon or the system of the world, but it is the wisdom of the ways of God. That if we use this wisdom, our breakthrough, our success will come speedily. And it says, this wisdom, although it's not the wisdom of this age, nor of the rulers, of this age who are doomed the wisdom of this way of this age is doomed to pass away but we impart which is our intent this morning we impart a secret and hidden wisdom of god so what we are going to teach here is about the secret wisdom of god that that which god has given to us to prosper us which to the dying to those who do not know god is foolishness but to us who are called by God is the wisdom of God. Hallelujah. May you receive the wisdom of God this morning in the name of Jesus. Yeah. 
It says here, but we impart a secret, hidden wisdom of God, which God decreed before the ages for our glory. So this wisdom, God has set it apart for our glory. What is glory? Glory simply means weight. Or, or most of the time, the glittery glory, it, it means the wealth that the person has. When you talk about glory, it shows the wealth. When we say the splendor of a king, the, the glory of a king, it is his wealth and that which he has. And here God was saying, all these things were reserved for us. God wanted to show his wisdom into our life, which he has reserved to show forth his wisdom in our life. May you receive the glory of the Lord this morning in the name of Jesus. And the Bible says, none of the rulers of this age understood this. For if they had, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. So Christ will not have died on the cross at Satan noon. That that which he was doing, when Christ died on the cross, he changed the world system. That those who believe in God, those who believe in him, should not perish, but should have life. And this life is a life that is abundant, that is progressive, that enables us to do much more. May you receive the grace of God this morning in Jesus' name. We are going to share, uh, we have few pointers uh, in relation to this. So we are teaching on tithing number one, accept the mysterious wisdom of God. Tithing is the mysterious ways of God. Accept, can you tell your neighbor, accept the mysterious wisdom of God. Hallelujah. Accept the mysterious wisdom of God. As they were advertising a book, Why Non-Tithing Christian Remain Poor and Why Tithing Christian became, Becomes Rich. This is the wisdom of God. There are a lot of us who come to church but never hear. It's like a child who's at home, who stays in the, in the midst of greatness but misses the opportunity to learn from his parents. Most children suffer from that. They don't listen to their parents. Your mother, your father... It's coming from where you are going. Can you tell your neighbor, my father and my mother, my uncles, they come from where I'm going. Simply what we are saying is that they know what they are telling you, they know. When they tell a girl, stay away from boys. Your mother used to be as beautiful as you. Maybe you are not even beautiful. So when your mother tells you, she knows what she's talking about. She might look old, but she's wise. Am I talking to somebody? So don't, don't, don't develop this mindset that I know, you know, your degree, what you have learned from the, the, the university doesn't take the ancient wisdom she has learned over time. Don't forget, wisdom is passed on from generation to generation. Poverty is passed on from generation to, because it's the wisdom of the poor. The wisdom of the poor, they pass it on to their children. So some of our struggle, some of our pain is the things we have inherited because uh, the, the wisdom of God, we are saying here, accept tithing is a mysterious uh, 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 wisdom of God. Tithing is a mysterious wisdom of God. You must believe in the wisdom of God. Can you tell anybody, you must believe in the wisdom of God. Yeah. 
There are people who don't believe in the wisdom of God. They don't believe. They've been in church for too long. They've become familiar with God. They've become familiar with the ways of God. Tithing is a mystery of the kingdom for prosperity. Tithing is a mystery of the kingdom for breakthrough and success. And this is the hidden wisdom, which the Bible says, had the world known, they would not have killed Jesus. But because they didn't know, they persecuted him so that through him, we may receive our blessing. May you receive the blessing this morning. Tithing is mysterious. Can you tell me about tithing is mysterious? Can you say tithing is a wonder key to prosperity? Hallelujah. So tithing opened the door for us to become free from debt. And tithing opens the door for us to start to believe God to do greater and better things for ourselves. And today I want to challenge you that if you open your heart, tithing will open the door for greater things. Hallelujah. The beauty of giving comes when you are free. Most people can't give because they are not free. Before you give, if you have to think, I have, we are saying, oh, we are going to receive a special offering. Uh, and you have to think, hey, if I give, I give 100 rand, I won't be able to pay water. Hey, my rent, hey, if, if they say 1,000 rand, 10,000, you know, 100,000, I won't be able to give. Because you are indebted. There, there are things that are already dictating what you do with your money. That's why we say, those who are not working, have you ever lived without food? Most of you are not working, you are students. Whose money are you eating? Can you ask your neighbor, whose money are you eating? Somebody says, my boyfriend. Yeah, poor boyfriend. Can you ask? You have, been, you have been living for free. Continue to live for free while you are working. I know you, you can't get it. May the Lord open your eyes. That's why we are praying, Lord, may 40% of our members be business people. You see, when you work for yourself, nobody's paying you. You enter into another level of life where another wisdom comes. You see, when, when you get paid by month end, you spoil your money because you have this false belief that you'll, they will pay you again next month. In 30 days, I'll have money. And that as well, in it, it's embodied poverty. Because your planning is short term. Oh, I'm going to be paid by month end, so I can use all that I have. And that is why poverty has clinged so tightly to us. So, tithing is a mysterious way of God. And tithing is a wonder key to prosperity. May you receive this, this key in the name of Jesus. Tithing is a mystery of the kingdom of God. Tithing is the hidden open secret to prosperity. Can you tell your neighbor, tithing is a hidden open secret to financial freedom. Yeah. I thought you would clap your hands and say, <laughs> Praise Jesus. Can you tell your neighbor, tithing is a hidden open secret. 
It's a secret that is in public, but the public can receive it. Because we are giving another wisdom. We are believing there is another way of doing things. Number two. We have an example of one country in the world that practices tithing. Israel practices tithing. Jews are less than 1% of world population. But everywhere you go, in any sector, you'll find them. They have learned to believe and trust in the Lord and they give consistently, generally. Jews are envied by, by nations. In South Africa, we persecute them everywhere. The Germans hated the Jews. And I will tell you the reason. I think the other time I, I told it, you laughed. But Jews, in, 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 throughout generations, they've been bankers. You know bankers? They started like Machonisa. You know Machonisa? Church, you are not talking. Do you know Machonisa? Oh, you, are, you have chonist yourself already. What does the word machonisa mean? They say English is loan shark. You are, you are making it more difficult now. What is a loan shark? Help me. What is machonisa? This is a Zulu word. It's not a secret word. I'm not. Are you lifting your head, sir? You can give me the answer. Oh, 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 I thought you were saying that's an easy answer. Machonisa, what does it mean? Make me broke. What do you think? Yeah, make me broke. I'm, I'm going to be made broke. This is a mindset that exists in us. Now, Jews, wherever they've gone, they always look for that opportunity to rent their money to other people. They will give you the money and they are renting it to you. When you go to the bank, you don't see the owner of the bank. Who owns F&B? Who owns FNB? Who owns Standard Bank? Who owns NetBank? Who owns, who owns Capitac? I worked for the guy who owns Capitac many years ago. You can go and check his nationality as well. Who owns the bank? The work of the bank is to make everybody work for them. Most people here are working for the bank. Even when you are a student, the bank will give you a loan and say, you'll pay us when you graduate. Because they want to make sure that the day you put that hood on your head and you're excited, I'm free, I'm a medical doctor, you are hooked already. Some of the students, they give you a car before even you get your first pay. So, who are you working for? Your mother has a loan with the, with the bank. She's working for the bank. The reason why you wake up in the morning, why, Mozart, why do you wake up in the morning every day? Because we have taken loans. Yes, much of our reason is because we, we have to pay debts. We have been made. So, the Jews, they, they, they started banking. Banking comes from them. This uh, central bank, what we call reserve bank, you can go and check. Who owns reserve bank? People have been talking, yeah, reserve. These are people who own money. They own, they own the lives of the, of the people in the nation. The banks, we take loans, they own our life. I've said this before, and maybe I need to repeat it as many times as I can. Out of 100 people who buy houses, only four 
when they get old, they will own the houses. They know. These statistics, I think we have uh, actual students here. You can go and check it. We stay in the city, but they know when you get old, you'll be telling us, I've decided I'm retiring at home. There's no retiring at home. You have no money to keep the life in the city. So if you are fortunate, you can sell the house you are in so that you get the little bit and you can move on. But the issue here was the juice they give. The top 40 uh, 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 people who are billionaires, the, the, the 40% of billionaires in the world are Jews. They, they own one third of all American billionaires are Jews. One third of all American uh, 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 billionaires are Jews. Now, when you talk about income, income levels, the Jews earn two to four times more than any other group that is coming behind them. In other words, if we're talking on the scales of salaries, if Jews are earning 10,000, the next people who will be earning anything between four and 6,000. Then you have, which are Caucasian, Europeans, and then you have Indians and other Indians, then Hispanics, which are South Americans, people coming from, from South America. And then you have Africans, or people of African origin. The African, when he gets the money, he buys a car. He wants to look rich. Look at your neighbor, look at your right, look at your left. And tell, shake their hand and say, you look good. <laughs> uh, can you tell them, hi, new rich, hi, new rich. <laughs> we, have, we have telltale signs of wealth, but we are poor. Yeah, you can check our cars outside. I tell my people, go and buy the easiest car you can find. Car is a transport. It doesn't matter what, how big or small. The work of a car is to take you from point A to point B. And if you have been working as long as I worked, don't try and buy the car I drive. It's far, far from you. I've been working for almost 30 years now. 30 years. That's a long time. Don't you think? Yeah. But you started working yesterday and you are driving a Mac. Huh? You say they must know me. We had my wife had an acquaintance, somebody she knew. She qualified as a lawyer, and then she she was accepted at the bar and, and started working. And the family they said, they said, they said, you know what? You are qualified now. Doctor, you are qualified. We don't call him doctor like Dr. Kumali. He went to school for it. <laughs> 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 Dr. Kumalo never saw, saw a class. The parents were hoping he would be a medical doctor, possibly. And so they gave him the name, uh, you are doctor from today. Is that fine? Yeah, I'm a doctor. So he realized, why should I go to school already? I'm a doctor. So, but for him, he had to go to school. Now, when you graduate, your family put pressure. They say you are a doctor. People must see. They must see. So they are literally pushing you into poverty immediately after graduation. I'm talking to somebody. Africans are the least, least people who are paid in the world. I'm talking to somebody. We are not saying amen. Yeah. So you must never say God 
has not blessed you. The Bible says the oppressor and the oppressed have one thing in common. God make them both. The oppressor and the oppressed. Anywhere in the world, you can go anywhere in the world where people are oppressed. The multitude are oppressed by the few. Because the few hold a certain level of wisdom that the multitude don't have. I know if I make this statement, you will not like me, but maybe I, let me make it to make you angry. White people had a certain wisdom that we don't have. Even if you don't agree, I said, white people have a certain wisdom we don't have. The church is quiet. And, and, until you recognize there are certain things I don't have I need to, to work myself up to, you will not really move forward. The government can criticize white people and say whatever. One of the things that we need to learn is what is it that they've done that have made them to dominate? Not, we are not taking South Africa. In Zambia, are Zambians rich? Who's rich? Tell me, please. It's white people. Are they, are they Zambians? I mean, I mean, are they black, white people? <laughs> no, you can go anywhere. In certain places, it's not even white. If you go, I think Bishop last week, Bishop Oriel told us that the Japanese came and, and ruled them. So it's not about, it's about a certain wisdom that people have. They have a certain mystery about themselves. When they leave, everything collapses. When they come back, everything comes, up, comes back to life. They have a secret that we don't know. We can chase them away. They will go. I mean, we'll remain like in Zimbabwe. We'll remain with our land. We'll remain with our land. Imagine somebody. Yeah, we'll be killing baits with diamond stones. <laughs> and you'll have the stone and say, I like this stone. It looks very nice. You have never seen a diamond. A diamond doesn't look like anything. It's just an ordinary stone, unless you have a trained eye. I know you haven't seen a diamond that is raw. You have seen a diamond that is cut. It deceives you. I married, I married into a diamond family. My, my, my father-in-law is a diamond miner, was a diamond miner. I've seen diamond physically, physically. Not the one that is cut that is on the ring, no. Before anyone could touch it, He's the first one to touch it since God has deposited it in the earth. And he tells you this is a diamond. So many carries. We weigh it. We measure it. We record it. We report it. This is what we have received. That, that is the mindset. You should, you should understand. God has a wisdom that is superior to our wisdom. May you receive that wisdom this morning. Number three. Point three has got seven other subpoints on it. So I'm going to say number three. The mystery is self-control and tithing. The mystery of God is hidden in tithing and self-control. The mystery of God is hidden in tithing. It's like when, when the Bible says uh, do not have sex before you are married. If you say that to, to us, modern people, we'll just say, yeah, pastor, preach. <laughs> <laughs> and when we finish, we say, we are Sanyalum Fundis. <laughs> Isn't it? One member of the church says, Fundis, every time you are doing example, you are using Zulu, 
Uh, I say Zulu is a people's language, isn't it? So don't be offended. Amen? So they said, they, they, they will look at you uh, with amazement when you tell them I'm still a virgin and you are 30 years. Because they cannot understand the mystery that is hidden in the wisdom of God. I'm to somebody. Okay. Tithing is a mis- uh, the, the mystery is in self-control and tithing. I'm going to give you seven points. Then we close. One, tithing helps to build the house of God. Malachi chapter 3 verse 10. We tithe in order to build the house of God. It says bring the full tithe into the storehouse that there may be food in my house. Thereby put me into test, uh, says the Lord of hosts. God, God is saying to you, test me if this will not happen. Test me. If I will not open the windows of heaven for you and pour down for you a blessing until there is no more need. Tithing makes provision in the house of God. So when we tithe, we make provision for the house of God. We think about God and therefore God will bless us. Hallelujah. So when we tithe, we show forth our love for the house of God. But the newly rich are seen by the things they have. That's why we are fighting against the spirit. This, I think I need to say because our church is full of young people. If you started working this year, before you got your first pay, where were you staying? Maybe I should use doctor. You started working last year. Before you started working, how much was your rent? You're still the same. Also, you are listening. You want to tell us how much is your rent? He's still paying 2.5. A new rich won't do that. You will say, I want my own place. I'm working now. I'm earning 10,000 rands. I must get a five, a bachelor, and pay 5,000 rands. Don't you think? I must be my man. Huh? Everybody must know me. The girl who never had a bag, she had one bag for three years. She'll go and buy new bags, 10 of them, and buy 10 pairs of shoes that matches the bag. You lived for free, almost, and suddenly you want to change your life immediately. May the Lord have mercy. So when we tithe, we build the house of God. Number two, 3.2, tithing is to invest into the house of God. And uh, what uh, we invest, we are building the house of God. The book of Nehemiah, chapter, 30, verse, uh, chapter 10, verse 39. Tithing is an opportunity to build God's house. For the people of Israel and the sons of Levi shall bring the contribution of grain, wine, and oil of the, uh, uh, to the chambers where the vessels of the sanctuary are, as well as the priest who minister and the gatekeeper and the singers. Hallelujah. Can you make the statement, we will not neglect the house of God. Say it again. We will not neglect the house of God. Can you say it again? We will not neglect the house of God. Because if you forget God, God will forget you. Yeah. Nehemiah chapter 13 verse 12 to 14 talks about the same. And Nehemiah said at the end, remember me, O God, concerning this. May God remember you 
for your faithfulness as you pay the tithe in the name of Jesus. He says, do not wipe out the deeds that I have done for the house of my God and for his service. So when we, when we pay the tithe, we remember, we make God to remember us because we have remembered God. And God will not wipe off the, the good deeds that we have done for the house of God and for his service. Hallelujah. But we have many people who come to church and never care about the house of God. May this change from today in Jesus' name. 3.3, you reap what you sow. Can you tell your neighbor, you reap what you sow? The book of Galatians chapter 6 tells us that uh, do not be deceived, God is not mocked. Man shall reap what he has sown. What you sow is what you will reap. You reap unto righteousness, you reap righteousness. You, reap, you, you sow good and good will be given back to you. So I want to challenge you today that as we labor, as we do the work of God, be a person who's generous. Uh, verse, verse 6 of the book of Galatians, chapter 6 says, Let him who's taught the word share in all good things with him who teaches. Verse 7, he says, Do not be deceived. God is not mocked. For whatever a man sows, that he will also reap. May the Lord bless you. Amen. Number 4. Unless you pay the tithe, you will never have your own house. Unless you pay the tithe. We can ask the question, how many of African persons own a house? In Africa, I don't know in Zambia, Zimbabwe we know for a fact that they were fighting for the land recently. I don't know in Namibia. Maybe Swaziland is different. I don't know. But in South Africa, if you go around, we don't need to go too far. You can see people don't have houses. Why? Part, part of the, the, the principle is to love the house of God. How many of us have I've been in Europe. We have a church there. Most people don't have houses. In a sense, until we came almost 10 years ago, we started preaching. We had to force people to buy houses. Because people will say, when, when, when I get old, the government will take care of me. Let me help you. Mudende. What is Mudende? Help me. What is Mudende? Let's help those who are listening on television. What is Mudende? It's pension. Old age pension. The, the Mudende. East South Africa was not meant as a retirement package. It's money for the poor. Can you tell your neighbor Mudende is for the poor? Whosoever get paid mudend. Whosoever earns pension money from government is the poor of the poor. It's not something to be proud about. Oh, I'm going to mudend now. No. You are poor. You were not able to prepare for yourself. So you have become a burden to the state. Yes. You are our burden. Our taxes are paying for you. I have no intention to end mudend. Never. I don't want to end mudend. No. Can you imagine when you are old, you are defined as poor. You can't be happy to, to be getting money for children's support. You can't be. Oh, I'm getting 400 rand, so I'm making another chart so that uh, we can increase. 
I've got three. Now I can make the fourth one. You know, I'll get 1,600. What are you going to do with 1,600? It's $100. We are better off as compared to other nations. Other nations got, don't get anything. So our government, they've got some care. But the issue is, I'm saying it to you. I was talking to the leaders yesterday. None of our leaders should end more than Not after you have been listening to the teachings of the scriptures. No. You must from today start to work very clearly in your understanding modern days for the poor. The people who are going to school for free, you are poor. Accept it. Yes. No, it's true. I see you want to shake your head. <laughs> it's, a, it's a poor man mindset to get things for free. In Goya, they were striking. They were striking yesterday. You can check the news. They burned the university. I said, poor children. After you burn the university, then which school are you going to attend? The they never built it. It was built by apartheid, that university. In your village, there's no school. You burned all the schools. Every time you have a discord, you fight with your wife, you burn the house. You, you, you burn the car because you are, you are fighting now. You, we must destroy everything. You are fighting, you burn your husband's clothes. I must burn them. It's a strange wisdom. It's a demonic wisdom. It's satanic. Self-destruction. It's suicidal. There's a suicidal tendency in it. If I can't get my way, you can't, get, you can't move forward. We will bend everything so that we are equal, we are the same. Come on to somebody. So you have to understand that it was not intended. God in his own wisdom didn't intend that when you get old, somebody should take care of you. The Bible is very clear. It says when you get older, you'll be more wealthier. As you age, your wealth increases. But because we reject wisdom, God says, I've rejected you. I have rejected you. Most people don't have because they don't listen. They don't take the counsel. The book of Psalm 127 verse 1, it says, unless the Lord builds the house, they labor in vain who build it. Unless the Lord, unless, unless the Lord watches over the city, the watchman stays awake in vain. The building of your house should be spiritual. You should understand. I always say, if you don't have wisdom how to use money, come, we'll tell you. It looks long to be patient, to wait, to plan. You don't have to buy a house from a state agent. You don't have to. Houses are free. They are available. Flats in Sunnyside is 200000 250. People are paying for 500000 For what? They were showing some flats here. They say... 1.2 million. I told my daughter she was in the car. I said, I can't buy a flat for that money. I'll buy a flat for much less. In the same place. Because somebody will have bought it and they will be unable to buy, to, to pay it off. I'm waiting for them. I'm saving my money quietly. Yes. I'm saving my money quietly. I, I believe in tithing. I believe in the spiritual enrichment. Divine empowerment by God. May you receive this divine empowerment in the name of Jesus. May the Lord give you your own house. I'll try and look for the video of one young girl who bought the first house 
that was repossessed and was on sale. She refurbished it. I think I should have the video. She, re she refurbished it in America. I think she bought it for one dollar. When you go to auction, things are sold for one dollar. One rent. You know, shop right checkers. It used to be okay. You know, shop called okay. It used to be a grocery store. When okay went down, okay was sold for one rent. I say okay was <laughs> for one rent. So ShopRite bought okay. What they bought, they bought the debts of ShopRite. ShopRite was so much indebted that they bought the debt of ShopRite and they took ShopRite. Every ShopRite store throughout Africa, they bought it. Here in Johannesburg. And then when, when they finished, they were owners of everything. Then they changed the name from OK to ShopRite. They had just gone back to the name OK because when they were doing a survey of the most popular brands in South Africa, OK still remained number one. After about five, six years or a number of years, when they were investigating which is the most popular grocery store, even though people were still buying from ShopRite, people were saying, I buy from OK. Then, okay, the, those who own ShopRite, they realize we must start okay brand because it's a powerful brand. We might tell somebody. Tithing is a secret. is a is an open, hidden secret or hidden open secret. Unless the Lord builds the house, you labor in vain. Number five, God object to people living happily in their in their houses when they are not, they have not made provision for his house. In other words, if you don't pay the tithe and you think your house will be okay, guess what? God is coming for you. Yeah. You will work the rest of your life. Work, work, work. You will not be the first one. And then when you reach a certain age, all the things get destroyed because you use the wisdom of the world. Let's, let's read the book of Haggai chapter 1 verse 4. God will oppose you when you are living com comfortably in your house, God will as well become your enemy. You will say, okay, you are enjoying, enjoy. You remember Satan in the book of Job chapter 1. What did Satan say? God says, have you seen my servant Job? There is no one like him. Satan said, what? Job, you have protected him. If you read the story of Job, Job was a God-fearing man. He was consistently... Uh, doing sacrifices, coming before God. And Satan wanted to touch him, so he is rich. And God protected, but protected him. May the same protection come upon your life in the name of Jesus. God objects to those who are living happily and they have forgotten about his house. So God will not protect them. Let's read Haggai chapter 1 verse 4. It says, Is it a time for you, yourselves, to dwell in your panel houses, in your nice big mansions, while... His house, the church, stays in ruins. You are comfortable in your house while you reject, neglect the house of God. God is not happy with you and now you are... Okay. And now, how you financially treat him, God object to it. So, tithe belongs to the Lord. I think it's that they've taken the verse. Can you put the verse back there? Haggai 1.4. He says, is it time for you, O oh ye, to dwell in your sealed houses and this house lie in ruins? God is looking at you. You are taking care of yourself. You don't care about his house. 
And God says, we will see. We will see how far you can run. The clock is on. We will see who's faster between me and you. Number six, God is touched by your efforts to build the house. Can you tell your neighbor, God is touched by your efforts when you build his house. So when you make the decision, I'm going to build for God, God is going to build for you. 2 Samuel chapter 7, verse 16 and 17. And your house and your kingdom shall be made sure forever before me. Your throne shall be established forever in accordance with all these words and in accordance with this vision. Nathan spoke to David and he blessed him. 2 Samuel chapter 7, verse 4 to 17. We will not have time to read it. God provided for David. He said, since you have done this, I will, I will make your throne to be forever. He blessed the descendant of David, Solomon. He blessed him. He says, your kingdom. If you hear and you follow my ways, God will bless you. Many years ago, it's not long, uh, 2010, 2011, we were teaching on a subject of jubilee. And when we were teaching on the subject of Jubilee, uh, I started to teach the church and everybody else, we need to believe God because when we come to Jesus, all things get restored. We taught on it and we came to the issues of finances. And we said, we, after we finished teaching people, we said we are going to come on Sunday evening with our bank debts, uh, uh, bank statement that shows that we owe credit cards, we owe our houses, let's bring them to church and then I, uh, we made a coffin. We make a, a, a coffin for us to, 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 to bring our debts into it so that we'll bury them. And I said to the elders, let's hire a car, a hearse, and let's buy a coffin. They said, no. Because I, I have said to them, I want it when it turned there by Sterland. They must ring the siren and announce the dying of our debts. So the elders, they say, no, people will think we are a crazy church. We are bringing empty caskets into church. So we made our own. We finished. We prayed. And we went outside and we started to sing. And we, we spoke to God for liberation. All of us, or most of us who were there, didn't own land, didn't have anything. And one day as I was sitting, the Lord provided, the Lord has provided, I think two, three years after, the Lord reminded me, says, do you remember the prophetic action you did. I said, yes. And he asked me, how many title deeds do you have now? And at that time, I discovered I have five title deeds. In other words, in two years, God has made us to own property that in our best strength, we wouldn't own it. And it was not out of sweat. It's not like, oh, let us work harder. No, 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 no. no. God provided mysteriously. Hallelujah. May you receive the same mysterious blessing. Amen. Within five years, when our church, when, when, when we came into the city and we pastored here in the city, this building, within five years, we bought it when our church was five years old. Nobody raised the, the funding. There was no funding for our church. God blessed us. He promised us. He says, in six months, I'll give you a building of your own. And in six months, we have moved into this building and we have ever, for this long, have always owned it. So, I want to challenge you today that God honors his word and God will come through for you if you pay your tithe and you remain faithful. It might not look like it. It might look, when you look at it, 
I've been paying my tithes from the time I was 16. I got born again at 16. Yes. And ever since that time until today, I've been paying tithes. Even today, I paid my tithe. First service, I came with my tithe. I pay my tithe month after month. I'm not paying it for you. It's for me. I'm paying it because I believe the Lord. Hallelujah. The Lord will provide. The Lord will give us. We've been praying in my house. My my, my little girl, always even today she was saying it when we're going between the two services. Pop, when when are we getting our new house? I said, continue praying. Continue what? Praying. The Bible says the just shall live by faith. So we have what you call dream book. You have to dream. People have left dreaming. You have to dream. You have to have a dream book. You have to believe. What is it that you see? What is it that you see? Can you ask your neighbor, what is it that you see? Ask them, what is it that you see? If you don't see yourself married, chances are that nobody will marry you. Yes. If, if you don't see yourself completing your degree, you will not be the first one. There are many who came to the city to get degrees. They are not graduates. I'm going to tell somebody. Your dream, you must, you must have a dream. So this young girl has started to believe God for a much better house than the one we have. And I say, I believe with you. We stand together. Let's believe the Lord. Let's stand on that promise. Amen. Lastly, God will build a house for you as he did for Solomon. Can you tell anybody, God will build a house for you as he did for Solomon. Hallelujah. Solomon, in the book of 1 Kings chapter 6, verse 1, Solomon built the house of God. He laid the foundation, and 13 years after, God built the house for Solomon. And the kingdom of Solomon became powerful. I want to challenge you this morning that God has an intent to build a house for you. Hallelujah. God has intent to make you to flourish. God wants to build, wants you to build a house for him. So that he can open the door and fight and save you. Hallelujah. May the Lord bless you. So I want to challenge you this morning as I close in the message. The first verse we read, 1 Corinthians, the Bible tells us, chapter 2, verse 6 to 8, that there is a wisdom that is not the wisdom of this world. And this is why we say tithing is an open, hidden secret. Those who come to church, they hear it, but never believe because they believe out of their own strength. They'll become wealthy. They'll do well. But you need to understand that until you trust yourself and you believe God, open the door for me. You might not be able to do much. And the verse that we read says, yet among the mature, we do impart wisdom. Although it's not the wisdom of this age. So tithing is not the wisdom of this age. It's the wisdom of God. Uh, it says the, if the rulers of this age has, has known, they will not have allowed Jesus to come. We impart the secret and hidden wisdom of God which God decreed before the ages for our glory. So when God looked and said, how am I going to make my people successful and break through? It was not out of the sweat of their brow. It is out of obedience. When you read the book of Isaiah chapter 1, the Bible teaches us that the, the obedient will eat the good of the land. It doesn't say, and then uh, uh, the book of Psalms 68, verse 6, it tells us the rebellious dwell in the dry land. It's not surprising that you are waking, but you are broke. It's dry land. You work hard, but very little comes back. 
You labor. But the Bible says your pocket, Haggai says, your pocket, they are like, they are, they are open at the bottom. They are, they are torn. You put money, but you never have it. But today you can make that decision. Lord, Jesus has come to redeem me. Jesus has come to change my life. And the Bible says, has Satan known? Satan will do everything within his power so that you don't walk with the Lord. He will do everything within his power so that you dispossess yourself and then you are at the disadvantage. Can we bow our heads together and we close our eyes, please? Maybe you are here this morning. You have come. Maybe it's the first time you are coming to church. Or you have been coming to church. But the Bible says God has given us another wisdom. And this wisdom is sacred and hidden wisdom of God. Which God decreed before the ages for our glory. In other words, God in the time past for our own good make, made sure that we receive this hidden glory that we may come before him, that we may know him. The Bible says, Has Satan had the rulers of this age understood this? If they had, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. Jesus was crucified so that through his death, you may receive forgiveness of sin. Through his death, you may receive a new life. That you may experience the goodness and the grace and the mercy of the Lord. And this morning, I want to pray together with you. If you are here... You say, I want to receive the grace of God. I want this mystery of the grace of God to come upon my life. I want the blood of Jesus to cleanse me from all sin and unrighteousness. I want to be a child of God. I want to experience the power of God. I want to do well in this life. I want this mystery that is hidden in Christ to come upon my life. I will ask of you to lift up your hand right now and we'll pray together. God bless you, my brother. Is there somebody else? God bless you, my sister. Is there somebody else? I want Jesus in my life. I want this mystery. Thank you for joining us with Apostle Vincent Luarte. For more life-transforming messages, connect with us on Twitter at ECCRSA and our YouTube channel at Emmanuel Christian Church HOJ. 